92.9 FM WGGTLP Philadelphia online at gtownradio.com. We are Cue the Mic. Cue the Mic, and we are back. Cue the Mic, Cue the Mic. Cue <laughs> I know, I almost <laughs> said it, and then I was like, it doesn't feel right if yeah. Renee's not saying it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's been so we long without Renee. her. Yeah. And now She'll we be only back have, soon. what is it, two more weeks? Two weeks, I think. Technically, one more show. We only have one more show without Renee. <laughs> so we're holding on till then. Now we're fine. But we do miss her and uh, can't wait for her to be back. So tonight, we will be actually, before I get into that, I am <laughs> the acting co host or the acting host for the show this month. I am the co host and assistant producer. I am Fox. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And occasionally, hey you. And I'm joined by my co-host today. Hello. I'm Griffin. I use they, them pronouns. And also y'all, because y'all is a pronoun that I respond to. Um, Also you. And I also use I and me and us. These are all pronouns. (laughs) I don't know why (laughs) For I don't know why I just wanted to like list list as many pronouns as I can this week I guess, um, and our In, and our extra co-host. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm Sandy Smith, uh, day job uh, home and real estate editor, Illimag. Uh, I'm also the Germantown editor of the local up here in the neighborhood. Um, in order to set people who send me email address, dear Ms. Smith. Great. My pronouns are he, him, his. And uh, just a little fun fact on that one on that one little pronoun. Y'all is actually singular. Plural is all y'all. <laughs> there's the um I've I've have you seen that like internet thing where it's um trying to have like the most contractions possible in one word? And so the <laughs> I, one of the ones that people have come up with is Yaldavidov, <laughs> which is you all would have if I would have. Yes. Oh my. Yaldavidov. Yaldavidov. <laughs> Sounds like some crazy Norwegian name. Yeah, it doesn't. It it like doesn't sound English at that point. I guess it's. It, I don't know. I'm fond of it though. I like it. Um. Oh, At what mic- point is a, an abbreviation stop being a word? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think, I think past like two two apostrophes later, I think maybe it's not a full word anymore. It's it's a whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I I've never seen more than one apostrophe in like a serious word in like in English anyway, like. Having more than one apostrophe probably means it's like an like an internet meme. Um, my my uh, two might be generous. Yeah, two is two is too much. Um. Anyway, um, Sandy, do you want to introduce our segments for this week? Well, let's see. This week, uh, first of all, you know, Happy Pride Month, everybody. We're still continuing uh, our series and. Uh, uh, Oh, and happy Juneteenth tomorrow. Yes, yes. Happy Juneteenth tomorrow. Um, Happy Pride Month, happy Juneteenth. And uh, this week we are starting 
with our Pride Month series, looking at Stonewall and how it continues to reverberate today. That's followed by Why Pronouns Matter, where this week we will be actually looking at some rather important nouns in terms of the Supreme Court decision uh, that outlawed workplace discrimination. And then Fox has a rant of the week, the rollback of uh, health medical protections for transgender individuals. And uh, we have uh, gay answers to great questions and our lightning round, newsworthy or not. Um, Juneteenth will have passed by the time this airs, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but as of time of recording, because we, re- we record this in advance because of Miss, Miss Rona, um, Madam Rona. Did you say Miss Rona? Yeah. I don't know. I've seen things. I'm, is that insensitive? It might be a bit. Um, um, anyway, there's something. The Rona. That, yeah. <laughs> um, because of COVID-19, we're pre-recording this. So as of recording, it's a day before Juneteenth. By the time this goes out, it, Juneteenth will have passed. But nevertheless, happy Juneteenth. If Is it happy Juneteenth? I don't Tomorrow. Know. Yeah. Well, is that what you... I don't know. Anyway. Oh. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, we say happy whatever for other holidays, so even though yeah. at this point it should be a whole national. Although my phone does program it in automatically now. Yeah, I think June, which is June awesome. Teen, Juneteenth is a holiday in Pennsylvania. Um, it is now. Last yep. year. Yeah, um, and uh, I know people are talking about like we should replace it with July 4th, or replace July 4th with Juneteenth, which would be yeah. kind of awesome. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, you know, the, the birth of the country is still a big deal. You know? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, I could see where people that, like, I could see where, I know a, a couple um, a couple of my friends who are black talk talk a lot about how, like, it's the birth of the country, but also for a lot of people who, you know, came over here enslaved or disenfranchised, like, it didn't really, it's not really so much of a celebration for them at that point. Frederick well, I, I see it. You may rejoice, I must mourn. Hmm. I do think it is nice to have a holiday in July, which I think is maybe what a lot of people will be concerned with. People just people want holidays spaced out every so often, maybe. Well, you know, I'm sure we could make something up. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for our Why Pronouns Matter this week, we're going to sort of, we're going to talk about one topic, and then we're going to merge sort of the other topic with um, Fox's rant. Um, yes, they are quite intertwined in yeah, ideologies in a way. Yeah, so for the first part of this, we're going to be talking about, and I'm going to be reading an NPR headline here, transgender health protections reversed by Trump administration. Um, and uh, basically... So, wait, are we talking about Stonewall first? Oh, yes, that's right. I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm so sorry. Anyway, should I I do that again? Yeah, you know. Or should we just, yeah. So first, we're going to talk about (laughs) Stonewall. Um, I saw a video that I wanted to talk about. Um, 
and it helped educate me. I didn't, so as far as like my relationship to the LGBT community, I didn't, I didn't know about Stonewall until someone I was dating told me about it. I had never heard about it before. And this was like two, two or three years ago, I think. Um, and it struck me after hearing, you know, after them telling me it was this big thing and it was kind of kickstarted a lot of different movements in America for the LGBT community um, that, you know, obviously it's a big deal for, you know, people to know their history, especially like the history of people like them. Um, and so I, you know, I sort of know a little bit about Stonewall. This video was pretty helpful. This is a video by um, the New York Times channel on YouTube. And it's called The Stonewall You Know is a Myth, and that's okay. Um, and basically, it's a bunch, it sort of is a bunch of people who were there during the Stonewall riots talking about um, what's true about what happened, what isn't true about what happened, and what they don't really know and what probably will never really be known fully um and so there's a lot of things in it like um the one the one of the major sort of things that they address is the idea of like oh who threw the first brick at stonewall so in in popular media there's uh it's you i think it's usually attributed to marsha p johnson as like um, there's a lot of sort of internet sort of propagated things about um, remember the first the first brick thrown at Stonewall was thrown by a black trans woman and it's usually cited to be Marsha P. Johnson um, and in the video they talk about how um, first of all it it was most of them do do concede that it was a riot it was it was you know sort of violent at times but um we don't know if there were bricks thrown at all there were definitely things thrown um some people talk about throwing like shot glasses or rocks from the street um but people don't know if bricks were thrown and um they bring up they bring up an interview with Marsha P. Johnson herself, where she says, no, I didn't throw the first rock. I, or I didn't throw the first brick. I don't really know who did, but she does say she threw the second one. Um, and it's not really clear if she was kidding, if she was joking, that might've been, that might've been like a sort of playful joke. It might, might not have. Um, she, I believe she says she threw a shot glass. Um, but, um, they talk about a lot of different things in this article. Let me so or in this video, let me bring it up. So um, they talk about its relationship to Judy Garland. It's apparently like attributed to a lot of places that oh, the you know, gay people were so upset with the death of Judy Garland that their their nerves were just on edge and they just couldn't take it anymore. They lost Judy Judy Garland. And that was the final straw. And um, pretty much all of them universally agree that that was not why some of the Stonewall riots happened. Um, uh, I think it's understandable. I think 
people were definitely sad that Judy Garland uh, had passed away, but they say, no, I mean, it was sad, and, like, some of us were sad, but that wasn't, you know, it was obviously, like, this bar being stormed by the police. Um, you know, that was really the 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 catalyst and not, you know, um, Judy Garland's death, um, of all things. Um, and then finally they talk about a Rockettes, it culminated in a Rockettes style kick line of drag queens facing down tactical police in, in riot gear. And um, that's what they all agree pre- is pretty much true. The Rockette style kick line is actually true, um, which I think is wonderful. Um, that's a great, it's a great sort of image. Um, it is mentioned in the video also that there was a that they're not they're not entirely sure who convinced everyone to sort of begin acting rather than just watching. Several of them do agree that it was a, uh, there was a butch lesbian woman who sort of encouraged people to start sticking up for themselves. Who this butch lesbian woman is, is sort of debated. Um, I believe, hold on, let me see if I can find the name. Um, some people attribute it to. This might take a minute here. Um, <laughs> hold on, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, there is one. There is one woman that they say might have done it. Stormy Delarvier. Um, I'm not familiar with her. Um, in the media that I've consumed, but some people say it was her. Some people say it was someone else. Um, I think I, and I, and I think she was interviewed in her life and there wasn't really a definite answer on whether it was her or not. Um, but yeah, I found all that super interesting. Um, I learned a lot and, um, Obviously, what came out of this was the um, was the the Gay Liberation Front um, was founded immediately following the Stonewall riots, which is why the Stonewall riots were so important. Um, and the video caps off with that being said, attributing a lot of the movement to um, trans, black, people of color, people, um, is in many ways true. You know, a lot, of the, a lot of the people that were there were black drag queens. Um, and so these myths aren't harmful. They're just maybe should be taken with like a grain of salt and maybe, you know, should be sort of considered. And it was a more complicated thing, but... Um, the people that were there, there were many um, black drag queens, drag queens that were people of color, and that um, their influence, of course, it was such a huge part. But just, it was more complicated than just that. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I don't remember when I first learned about 
Stonewall, honestly. It like feels like I always knew about it, but I know there obviously was a time when I didn't. Probably in college. It's where like you learn about everything cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um it was it was pretty striking to me because I you know when I heard about it, when when my when my partner at the time was explaining it to me, I did feel kind of betrayed that I hadn't learned about it. Um, right. Which I think was how I felt about learning about a lot of things, like you know that, like I, I think learning about a lot of thing, a lot of like history so late. Um makes made me feel um you know I, I i do feel like there's some level of like propaganda in what we're taught you know in history books when there we're absolutely young is. and you know not learning about like the trail of tears or the japanese internment camps or you know all sorts of stuff until much later i think was upsetting to me at the time because I felt I felt you know on some level like I'd been lied to which I probably was yeah yeah no I totally agree I'm not so sure if it's lied as much as it is you've had a lot of stuff hidden from yeah um you know like that's a form of lying though in the early years it seems the goal of your of your history class is to basically engender some positive feelings about the country you call home, the city you live in, places like that. Then they figure once you're old enough, maybe they'll tell you what really happened. That's the thing they right. didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like if I, I feel like that's probably true. I don't know if that's, was is do we think that's a good thing? I I don't know. And I but I also feel like if I'd had a different if I'd had different history teachers, I might not have learned those things at all. Which I which is I think what I find upsetting. That I I think it was a, a handful of you know socially conscious conscious uh you know teachers and professors that know wanted to spread awareness about things and that if they weren't as good at their job that I might not have learned about some of these things at all that's what I'm saying in the area that I grew up and I did not have many teachers like that so I didn't learn a lot of this stuff until I got to college and a lot of it wasn't even because of teachers it was because of doing my own research and other people that were like more into history like letting me know that these things happened and it's, it just didn't feel like there was a I don't really remember like I have a lot of memory loss from when I was a child especially right. around school so it's like I don't really even remember much of what was taught to me when I was younger but I remember what was taught to me in high school and middle school and it just all was the same stuff there was a lot of things left out and everything was rose colored and the things right. that I learned later on that was that were truthful were so jarring to me. I mean, I think if there's any way to build a country of young anarchists, it's to <laughs> sugarcoat their education and then let them learn all the jarring, horrible stuff by themselves. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, 
I yeah, I mean I I I do I agree with you that I just don't remember so much of like my elementary and middle school. Um and I think that's I think that's a good thing. Um because to be honest, it was not a great time for me. Um you know, yeah, being it it occurs to me that, you know, being called being called gay throughout elementary and middle school thinking that's a bad thing and now you know sort of where I am now where it's like if you call me gay I'm like heck yeah I'm like, like oh no you've you hurt bet. me so badly <laughs> yeah <With that> compliment. <laughs> yeah it's 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 a lot um I didn't I didn't get teased for being gayish because I didn't come out to college and I didn't I guess show up but I got teased for other things like I was neurotypical even when I was little neuroatypical I'm sorry so I had really bad ADHD and it showed very hard and I did some strange things because I was bored and I had a hard time learning and I had a hard time paying attention at my desk all day so I got ruthlessly picked on for stuff like that and I even got a lot of um a lot of (laughs) crap from my teachers I had a teacher flip my desk once because it was messy and he was pissed off at me and he flipped it and then made me clean it up and organize it in front of the whole class. Oh my God. And then I had a one teacher that would give me and only me a token for every day that I wasn't acting up in some way. And I'd have to go up and get the token out of the jar in front of the whole class, like from the front desk. And it was so embarrassing. <laughs> Oh and like that's the only thing I remember about any of my school days. So I feel like, yeah, yeah. I don't. That wasn't really. Hmm, no. Yeah. I. 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 Uh, um. I was. I was bullied a lot. Um. You know, kids just kids made fun of me because I mean I, I didn't know I was gay. I didn't even know I was bi until I was seventeen. I think. Um, but people made fun of me because, um, I both like knew things about like history and, and like stuff. And I was like good at science and math, but like, I also like, like I said earlier, like before we started recording, um, I was a weird kid. I didn't like, um, really like have TV, um, you know, so I didn't really like watch, you know, the shows that people watched. I didn't really listen to the music that people watched. And I kind of had like bad social skills because I didn't really like talk to people. Um, I didn't really develop like real social skills until I got into high school. Um, yeah, same. Yeah. Um, there was a thing that made me feel better was I don't remember... Um, I don't remember who said it. I don't remember what thing it was from. Some comedian said at some point that um, people who are like funny as adults, people who are people who become comedians, like every single one of them was bullied as a child. Oh, for sure. And as someone who enjoys making people, yeah, yeah. And so as someone who enjoys making people laugh, like. Um, that makes me feel better. It's like, okay, all right. Like, 
maybe maybe I'm special the way I am because I was bullied. Uh-huh. I'm stronger now. Because I feel like people that get bullied, like, they grow up in a way making people laugh just in a totally different way. Like, people are laughing at them. And right. I feel like it's a type of strength to learn how to make people laugh because of you, not at you. And this also, conversation say, derailed hard, a lot by of, the way. I'm sorry. A lot, <laughs> a lot of comedians, like, have, like, self-deprecation in their bit, at least a little bit. Right. And yeah. I feel like that definitely comes from a place of being bullied. They've just figured out how to turn around and make it funny. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah anyway, so you're right. We have derailed. Let's <laughs> move on. This came to... from Stone. We were talking about Stonewall. <laughs> Next question. So let's move on to... The Supreme Court ruled six to three recently that federal civil rights protect gay, lesbian, and transgender workers. It will extend protections to millions of workers nationwide and is a defeat for the Trump administration, which is always a win, and argue that the Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act that bars discrimination based on sex did not extend... Oh. The Trump administration argued that the Title Seven of Civil Rights Act that bars discrimination based on sex did not extend to claims of gender identity and sexual orientation. I think we've actually talked about their ideology behind that before in a previous episode, but um, yeah, it's very good. It's very, it's a, it's a good, it is a good landmark decision that was made. Griffin, I think you know a little bit more about why it was brought on. Um, The case you mean? Or why they decided the way they did. I don't know. I was because Griffin said something earlier about it being interesting why it happened. Oh well, well I let's hear what let's hear what Sandy's Sandy's because I I saw you like wanting to say something like pretty much the entire. Time. Well, I was going I was going to say you know one of the delicious ironies in this, of course, is the majority opinion was written by President Trump's first appointee, Neil right. Gorsuch. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually, one of the, I have a quote here from him about it saying, an employer that files, fires an individual for being homosexual or transgender fires that person for traits or actions it would not have questioned in members of a different sex. Sex plays a necessity and undisguisable role in the decision, exactly what Title VII forbids. And that was, that was Gorsh saying that. So that was a very surprising uh, turnaround. Well, the yeah. language and the logic are plain as day. And the people are complaining, well, they didn't say sexual orientation in 1964. You know, seem to forget how um, limited our understanding or our, 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 our limited our acceptance of human sexuality was then. Right. Exactly. Someone, yeah. I think someone even brought that up that it was like, Someone was arguing with with the decision, and then someone said, "Well, they didn't have these terms back then. That's the only reason it's not in there. It clearly means everyone." Yeah, that's a that's a possibility. Um, it it is interesting because, from what I read, um, the the Chief Justice Roberts, yeah, I believe it was Chief Justice Roberts, had Gorsuch write, like he he personally asked. Neil Gorsuch to, to write the um, to write the opinion um, yeah but what the what the what they argued 
was that basically, so what what people argued that Title VII should apply to um, gay to the LGBT community argued for was that there were other cases of sort of similar things that the that the Title VII has been shown to apply to. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one case that they brought up was judges decided that Title VII applies to uh, um, there was a case where someone someone was paying someone specifically tried to pay a mother less than her coworkers because oh well she's a mother so she can't invest as much time and stuff into the job and the judges decided that Title VII applied even though Title VII didn't specifically say motherhood that motherhood is a comes from sex that it is a that it is a discrimination based on sex discrimination right similarly who you choose to have sex with is a function of your sex you know if right. you want namely to have- how other people view that is the yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that that you know even even though it even though uh who you have sex with is your own decision people who would discriminate you through that discriminate discriminate you through that because of your sex that it's a, this very interesting sort of argument and did you hear um did you hear what trump said about it like like the one little thing that he said no no i didn't it's just it's it just like doesn't try to hide the the context in which he's talking but he said they've ruled and we ha- we live with that decision we will live with the decision of the supreme court we will live with it that's like so <laughs> for him that's so... mighty generous it is but it's still it's still like <laughs> we'll, we'll live with it it'll be hard to live with this yeah. you know not trampling on people's rights but we'll live yeah it's so actually a little bit a little bit of american history for you something else they probably didn't mention but uh when andrew jackson was president the supreme court ruled that he could not kick the native american tribes out of the southeast their lands in the southeastern united states you know what ultimately became the trail of tears that he had to leave them there you know, I don't know what he said in response to that. Uh, do I want to know? The yes. Supreme Court, the, the justices have issued their opinion. Now let them enforce it. Yikes. Don't, don't tell Trump that. <laughs> um, yeah, basically. Yikes. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like if that's the attitude that, that this administration comes up with. Which I oh, think they would sure. if they get if they get I feel like I feel like if he gets reelected, that will absolutely be his, you know, his attitude. I'm king now. Therefore I can do what I want. Supreme Court be I can't say the word on be air. Danged. Be <laughs> danged. Be darned. The Supreme Court that, be darned. That makes more sense. Be danged sounds ridiculous though. Um yeah. The, it's actually funny because the Conservative Judicial Crisis Network, who um, whose president issued a statement about Gor- Gors- Gorsuch, 
Yeah, Gorsuch, I think. Gorsuch. Um, because <laughs> he, because Gorsuch replaced, you know, Justice Antonian Scalia. Yeah. I can't pronounce anything today. Anyways, so he said, Justice, just wait, just get, just prepare yourself for some serious drama in the next statements. Justice Scalia would be disappointed that his successor has bungled textualism so badly today for the sake of appealing to college campuses and editorial boards. This was not judging. This was legislating. A brute force attack on our constitutional system. Yeah. So fucking dramatic. Right. And that's what, that's what, um, everyone is sort of shocked about. Um, this doesn't make Neil Gorsuch a good guy by any stretch. Um, this is no, the guy who, yeah, I mean, he, he, this is the guy who has the like Russian medal of friendship from Vladimir Putin. I think like this is this, this oh guy is, yeah, this guy's a lot. Um, and you know, I feel like, I feel like people who are praising him right now are maybe like, um, you know, getting ahead of themselves a little bit, but like, it does that part, you know. Right, but the but I do I do think that you know the idea is that I'm getting a little bit of echo. I'm sorry. I think it's thank you. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it was distracting. Um, but yeah, the idea that justices are in, are independent, that they're um, not beholden to who put them in office that um you know just because ex-president put me in office doesn't mean i have to do everything they say doesn't mean i have to be you know beholden to people just because of ideology and all that sort of stuff that's sort of what this was a stretching of um the the rights of justices and stuff so we don't have to like him but no but, uh, <laughs> you know, he did demonstrate that he is at least somewhat independent, which is, I guess, better than nothing. Yeah. And I this is what I was thinking earlier. He uh, so he basically grounded his opinion in the plain text of the law. Like Sandy was saying, he acknowledged that when the law was passed, Congress may not have been thinking of gay, lesbian and transgender. He didn't say that they straight up would have if they we're thinking like thinking of those terms at that time, but that they right. may not have been, and they might not have anticipated their work would lead to this particular result. But the express terms of the statute give us one answer. So, right, that it's it was a, a very nice logical, yeah, yeah, it's a very logical progression. That it's a very like you know, this is, is. these are the words. It makes sense for these words to apply to this case. It is, and uh, I, I appreciate that, even if you know. Yeah, and during Pride Month, and during Pride Month, no less. Like it's like right. And speaking of Pride Month, another thing, another fine thing that actually that last thing was great, but another quote unquote fine thing that happened during our lovely Pride Month. Um, not only that, but very close or on the fourth anniversary of the Pulse nightclub massacre, and also just two days after two black transgender women were murdered in Ohio, and then one in Pennsylvania. One in Philadelphia, actually. Uh, the Trump administration finalized a long-anticipated rule wiping out protections in the healthcare setting for transgender individuals. Now, the rule was proposed in May of last year. 
but it it it, it basically slashed uh, 2016 provisions from the Affordable Care Act that included gender identity under the definition of sex discrimination. So it's kind of the same language we're talking about, whether or not this law um, includes transgenderism in the term sex discrimination, which we know it does, but they clearly don't think it does. Right. And um, yeah, so this uh, is, is a horrible blow for the trans community, especially black trans people, because they are already discriminated against and uh, suffer emergencies at a far higher rate than their white counterparts. But basically, this uh, what this means is that it's it's aiming to give medical professionals leeway to refuse health services to trans people, or to conduct operations on trans people seeking gender confirmation surgery. This also means, in its most basic wordage, that they could be denied treatment for like ovarian cancer, or or <laughs> I've talked about this before, and I don't recommend looking this up, but ovarian torsion, which is horrible. Um, an insurer might not an insurer might not cover a hysterectomy or even up the price of the procedure if it's related to the patient's gender transition. That's what the coded text could be. Those are the it's not just, you know, like the Trump administration wants you to believe that, oh, well, we're just not gonna pay for the operations to get a sex change. It's not just that. It's it's anything. Right. And it's yeah. If it, you're trans and you yeah, the ovarian cancer thing is something that got me because I realized that that's anything that is quote unquote gender related, right. like ovaries and and the things that that are gendered. Like, if a trans person has an issue with some some body part like that, it would be even easier to deny them healthcare. It would be easier for someone to say, "Well, oh well." It's just. Right. It's really it's really horrible. I this this Pride Month has i i feel like it's given me like emotional whiplash honestly yeah like i I, I literally like seeing the supreme court ruling like thinking about this healthcare thing i i could not i could not celebrate the supreme court ruling because this was just in my mind the whole time the healthcare thing and it and it's i i find that distressing that it's just uh, I I don't know I, maybe it's is 2020 cursed is June I cursed? mean clearly it's cursed yeah I don't think that's really even a debate right now yeah it's pretty bad but um yeah it's it's really bad because like before this before this happened like already about a quarter of transgender people have said that they don't seek out health care for fear of being mistreated because they're transgender. Right. Um, and that comes from the National Center for Transgender Equality. They had a survey in 2015 of 27,000 transgender adults from every state and D.C. and its territories and military bases. And that's one quarter. Right. That's, that's and a huge number. Even, even, so like... <sighs> from my perspective right i'm i i don't i don't really have an interest in hrt i don't really have an interest in um you know any surgeries or like physical um transitions or whatever um but you know 
this this real you know basically like if i got a new doctor the doctor could say like no i don't want to treat you you're gonna have to find a new doctor because you know i would have to say that i'm trans you know um and that's that's you know let alone the the people that i care about you know the people that are that i know that are you know currently doing hrt or currently you know seeking um you know surgeries or you know whatever to help them you know uh transition and i'm i'm scared for them um and it it it, you know especially is it's it's especially disturbing because like you said with you know having like any gendered you know operation or whatever um while being yeah while being trans you know it's it's yeah i guess it's this thing seeking medical treatment while trans is the crime right Right. but but the but you know there are all sorts of studies out there that you know um women especially women of color um aren't taken seriously by their doctors are misdiagnosed more often are you know, denied uh, procedures that they need. Um, and this is going to make that a lot worse. And I'm yeah, very, very concerned and very scared for the people that I care about. So. You know, and it's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's uplifting in a way that, you know, there's a lot of people that are really not letting this you know, they're not taking this sitting down. There's a lot of organizations that are threatening to sue the Trump administration for this. And hopefully, if they do, and it goes to the Supreme Court, which it should, right? hopefully we'll see the same logic that was applied to the law we just talked about being passed. Because it is very much in the same language. And I'm hoping that if they get taken to court, it will be looked at in the same way. Right. So the other the other thing that happened that I was just reading about, um, and I feel like this could could apply, was um, uh, DACA, the, so the, the, the government program that um, creates uh, the category usually called the Dreamers. Um, uh, that was also... Um, temporarily at least, preserved by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court blocked the Trump administration trying to dissolve the DACA program because what it, what their decision was is basically not that it's not in the administration's right to do so. They have sort of verified that, yeah, the federal government controls immigration stuff, but their decision was based on there's no real clear logical reason for them to make this major change that when right. you make, so there, there have been, there are provisions in the government that if the executive office tries to change something in a major way uh, around the way the federal government handles something, it usually has to go to the courts and the courts have to decide whether or not this extreme change is warranted. And in this case, they said that the Trump administration's 
quote, reasons, unquote, for eliminating the DACA program were unnecessary, didn't account for, you know, personal harm that they do to so many people, that there wasn't a logical reason for them to do so. So they blocked it temporarily, at least. That argument would make a lot of sense for blocking this, too. I mean, this is a major, this is going to affect, you know, at least, you know, hundreds of thousands of trans people in the United yeah. States. Um, that that argument seems very valid, but I think it will, you know, it will have to go to the courts. It will have to take time. And in that time, people will be hurt. So. <sighs> exactly. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I woke up that morning with a message from some one of my friends, you know, saying I just lost I just lost protection for healthcare. Like it was just the most heartbreaking thing to see. Yeah. And God, I'm, I just it's such a it's such an insult too on Pride Month and on the anniversary yeah. of Pulse, like how how someone could be how multiple people could be that tactless. And that heartless is right. beyond I, me, but I guess we shouldn't be surprised anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, the internet has been saying that uh, this isn't this isn't Pride Month. That this year, twenty June twenty twenty is actually Wrath Month. And yes, uh, I I, uh, I support I, that statement. Me too. Wrath Month. Yes. To bring in another uh, another sin, another uh, another of the seven deadly sins, instead of Pride Month, this this uh, June twenty twenty is Wrath Month. So what are we I supposed was... to be angry about? Well, it started with police brutality. Okay. Yep, and now healthcare, and and I I I think we have endless things to be wrathful at right now. To be honest. Um, yes, I agree. So. I think justified anger is <laughs> understandable. Maybe I'll go find a rock to crawl under. I don't think I could live with myself in a constant state of rage. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Yep, that makes sense. I mean, uh, reenacting Stonewall is... I don't know if everyone would agree that that would be helpful, but um, might be cathartic. It would certainly be cathartic that it would, um, and I feel like catharsis is good right now. Maybe. Actually, reminds me that someone, me and someone else, were just talking about the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse and how we've got like three of them. So there's like only one left for us to get before the, the famine. Famine yeah. is that the famine is the last one. Pestilence or plague is the COVID, obviously. And, Actually, uh, in the in the original um, in the original script of that, um, the way it's the way it's intended, uh, the the pale horseman, which is the the one that people usually call pestilence, in the original text, it usually isn't pestilence. It's usually like the Antichrist. Sometimes it's like abbreviated to like conquering. Um, like imperialism. There's basically. already conquest. That's confusing because there's conquest and then there's um. There's war. War, which is confusing because then like conquest, conquering. Yeah, war, but it just the, seems like the same thing. 
the 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 conquest horseman is it deals with like false prophets and false religion and conquering in the name of false gods and all that sort of stuff which um you know i guess with you know trump's photo shoot in front of that church holding the bible up upside down people don't tend to highlight here he held the bible <laughs> upside down i don't right. like i'm like i'm not religious and i feel like that's maybe like you know Maybe the people who are really excited by this should maybe like reassess their relationship with this. But um, you know, I think you we know have... he hasn't read that shit. Oh yeah, absolutely not. Um, but you know, I feel like, and oh, and death is supposed to include pestilence anyway. So uh, yeah, right. So, so I that. right. Well, so... not everybody dies of COVID either. That's true. So no, but it has brought a lot of death, which I think was the yeah. point. Right. So I think under under those rules, we still have three of the four horsemen. Um, yep. <laughs> well, Which, you know, famine, it follows most of those things. So yeah. right. Up. Yeah, they're just if, out of if, order. If they actually shut mm-hmm. down the meat packing plants to prevent the spread of covid. Uh, well, maybe we wouldn't have famine, but we would certainly have scarcity. Right. Yeah. People can't imagine life without meat. Anyways, so let's move on to gas queue. Or milk, apparently. I still don't get how people can just drink straight milk from a guy, but that's just my beef. Anyways. <laughs> I was just talking to my therapist Anybody today, want and I'm a like, gallon? it's I've so... Probably never cannot do it. And the thing that I've, been, that I've been seeing is, guys, it's okay. We just need to get... Once we get through June, July, you know, then we'll deal with the alien invasion, and then, you know... <laughs> then it, Whatever right. else gets thrown at us this this year. August well, that, will be Sky Corp and Terminators and yeah. Of course, you know the Chinese one, right? Yep. The, yeah, they act. We the Chinese government actually times. named their yep. They actually named their surveillance program Sky Corp. Because that's sake. a great idea. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to ask you. I'm not sure I want to think about this anymore. All right. So this is one I collected off of one of my sites. This was somebody sharing their pronouns. You can do like a signature on your pronoun or your email sign off. And their signature had their pronouns in it. So someone reply alled first off, replied wow. to everyone okay. and said There are no stupid questions, only stupid people. <laughs> yeah. Actually I guess it's not really I guess it's kind of a question. They said, not sure if it was meant to be funny or something political or an odd gender neutral thing. Just to someone putting their pronouns in their signature. What, not like it, did was it they them pronouns? It didn't matter. I don't I don't know what which pronouns it was, but just the act of going signing off, Jamie Sausen, she her works right. for this. Just right. in their signature and someone said, not sure if that was meant to be funny or something political or an odd new, gender neutral thing. Right. Like, so there's so this, aggressive. So one of the th- one of the things that I've that I've seen stuff about is that um, in a perfect world, transgender people existing shouldn't be a political, you know, statement. But you know, the opposition to trans people makes it political. So you know, trans people's existence, at least at this point in time is forced into being political. Um, and so exactly. I think this is a, this is a good example It's also just like that. they weren't, it wasn't mm-hmm. aimed at anyone. They weren't saying, hey, everyone, tell me your pronouns. It was just, 
it was again just them existing whoever even if it was a straight cis person trying to normalize the pronoun thing which i've seen a lot of people do right it just mm-hmm. like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't outward it was just like here's here's my name and pronouns bye i'm and offended a, i'm so offended i'm offended by something that totally has no impact to, exactly. to me doesn't address me doesn't have anything to do with my world probably i'm but i'm still offended at the way someone else presented themselves in fact i'm pretty sure in a harmless way to type out this message (laughs) than it than it would have to just not respond okay so we'll move on to news (laughs) yeah yeah uh this is a segment where i read off news articles I will not explain them, and I will not clarify. Okay, <laughs> and we'll we will be good react this time. In quick succession. So, number one, Los Angeles city officials moved to replace some LAPD officers with unarmed crisis responders. Oh, that's uh, good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's pretty good. I don't know. Oh, that's a good decent start. Yeah. Um. Number two, Uncle Ben's and Mrs. Butterworth's brand follow Aunt Jemima's phasing out racial stereotypes and logos. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know Mrs. Butterworth was a racial stereotype. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't know, know Aunt Jemima was until I looked it up, and it was pretty bad. I, <laughs> that that I, one I kind of knew. <laughs> I, I knew that. I, I don't eat syrup. Just a, I, I feel a twinge of sadness because the brand was created in St. Joseph, Missouri, just up the road from where I grew up, but only a little. Right, only a little, yeah. (laughs) Former Atlanta officers charged with the murder and shooting of Rayshard Brooks. Good. The officer that killed him is being charged with murder. Got time. Yep. Which is awesome. Hopefully it sticks. Target is raising its minimum wage to 15 an hour in July. Apparently, actually, I'm going to clarify on this one just a little bit. They're already going to, but they're moving it forward quicker now. Good for they're them, I that guess. that in place faster. I know. I could, could have done it sooner. But... It'll help a lot of people. Who snaps up? Good. For sure. Yep. Uh, Netflix chief Reed Hastings and his wife donate $120 million to historically black colleges and universities. Almost doubling the size of the scholarship funds overnight. That tells you something. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> uh, Lyft promises to switch to 100% electric vehicles by 2030. Subtext, it would not provide direct financial support for drivers for switching from gas-powered cars. Yeah, whatever. Whatever, Lyft. So. What a courageous stance. Good job making people buy cars. Yeah. To keep working. This will have no impact on our bottom line, but uh, we're going to do something (laughs) far enough in the future that we can hopefully get everyone to forget about it. I mean, it'd be cool. And Elon still can't build an affordable Tesla. (laughs) It'd be cool if they could provide those incentives for manufacturers to make electric cars yeah. without forcing their workforce to switch if they can. Yeah, I think Lyft's going to go out of business before then. And I think they're aware that Lyft, that their company is going to go out of business before then. Scrambling. Okay. So researchers shocked 
after a rare blue bee thought to be extinct spotted in Florida. Yay! The bees. That is good. The The bees. bees. (laughs) I want to see. I would kill to see a blue bee. Oh my god. Okay. And lastly, an ex, not an, multiple ex eBay employees are charged with mailing spiders, cockroaches, and pig masks to critics. Very bro culture thing to do. <laughs> yeah, poor spiders, man. Mm, that's disgusting. That's mean. That's insect animal abuse. Whatever spiders you don't feelings. be evil. Oh, wait, that's Google's slogan. Yeah, um, Google's I'm doing great Trump on that one. Office, so. Yeah. Get Firefox people. Google's tracking you. And your every move. By the way, as a reminder... COVID's not over. Um, wear masks. Social distance. Please wear a mask. It's literally still going up. The death toll and infection rates are still going up, despite what Trump is trying to blow off. I don't we know can, what else to however, say at this point, people. We can, however, thank our governor and his health secretary uh, for actually flattening the curve in this state. We're one of the few states where it seems that actually happened. Right. But it's not over yet. Don't get, don't get, don't get complacent. Yeah, I'm not too, I'm not too, uh, I don't have much faith in that because um, I'm hearing talks that Philly might be moved to a green phase sooner than it should be. Yep. So, um, see what happens there. Um, also, July 4th, you know people aren't going to stay inside. We have a couple of, we have a couple of hotlines um, oh, yes. that we will read out as well. Um, the... Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network 24-hour hotline is 800-656-HOPE. And the National Domestic Violence Hotline 24-hour hotline is 800-799-7233. And do we have the Trevor Project? Can we look that up real quick? Trevor Project hotline. Thank you is just tell me one eight six six four eight eight seven three eight six as a trevor project for LG, young lgbt folks who are in crisis um good we have been cue the mic yes you're you're listening to germantown community radio 92.9 fm 92.9 fm blah, 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 wggtlp philadelphia and online at g10radio.com. Happy Pride Month. Happy, Happy Pride Month. Please keep Night social y'all. distancing. And Night the protests are still y'all. happening. Support. See ya. <laughs> All right, I'm done lecturing. Bye, everybody. Bye. Catch us on the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Radio. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Alexa, Spotify, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Deezer, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. And as a reminder, our old episodes are still up on Podomatic, but we have moved our feed over to Pinecast.co. Be sure to check us out there for all the updates on the new episodes.